here's Matt Mosley. Uh, it is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and one of my longtime friends, Travis Brown, joining us from the Eagle. Uh, they're in Bryan College Station. You know, the Eagle in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is something different, Travis, as you'll recall from growing up. The Eagle is now where the Mavericks are on. It used to be a rock station. The Eagle yeah. um, <laughs> in, in College Station is a in Bryan College Station. The Bryan Eagle is a, is a different. It is a reputable news organization. And Travis is the uh, A&M Insider Deluxe there. Travis, um, I mean, you've had a lot of travel. You've 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 had to go to a lot of different places here. But uh, are you going to load up and um, and make the trip to Omaha with the Aggies headed in that direction? Just bought my plane tickets a few minutes ago, so I am I am squared away. I got to pack up like two weeks worth of potential clothes to wear uh, and and hit the road. You know, always feeling silly if you pack, like, 14 days of clothes and you're up there for, like, four days. But, you know, that that's just the College World Series for you. <laughs> well, the Aggies, um, you know, pull it off. And, uh, and, and I, you know, just there have been so many sort of dramatic things. Now, first of all, Travis, how was that series? I thought about you with the whole – I mean, that had to be interesting. You're covering the Aggies. You went to TCU. The TCU uh, coach comes to Aggieland. In some ways, man, this was, you had to be kind of – that was really an interesting uh, thing for you to be covering. I feel like you probably should have written like a personal essay of kind of what, what, all, how, what all your emotions were covering that. How, um, how interesting and, and fun was that whole scene, especially that game, which uh, – it lived up to its billing with the Aggies finally uh, taking control of that thing late and, and getting what seemed like a big, you know, going away win, but that was nip and tuck, obviously, all the way. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to have all the uh, the Fort Worth crowd down here. Uh, my old buddies, uh, Stephen Stevenson and, and uh, Jamie Plunkett from uh, up that way came down, get treated them to a Fuego taco. I think y'all have one of those in Waco. Okay. Correct. But uh, you know that that was that was that was the the good part of it. The baseball was uh, even better. Uh, watching uh, man, just offense. There's just there's just so much offense in baseball this year. The, these balls have got to be juiced. They've got to be wound tighter than a drum, and they're because they're just flying out of the park anywhere across the the, the 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 country. And it wasn't any different with that regional. Um, a&M's offense just absolutely uh, made up for not some great pitching, and, and they were able to uh, to hit their way into a Super Regional uh, and then make their way to Omaha this past weekend. What do you think Jim Schlossnagel's uh, most important – like, what did he do right away? First of all, he put a really good staff together, and I think that Baylor's trying to do that right now and make the right hire. But – it really seemed like Schlossnagel did a great job of quickly bonding with those players. 
I mean, you show up and the players have lost a coach and, and there's always a lot of, you know, turmoil when there's coaching changes and all that kind of thing. When you kind of started analyzing this thing and trying to put it together, okay, how did Schlossnagel come in there and take a real proud program but basically just fire it up immediately again? What, what are the, the, the most important couple of things that you think Schlossnagel did to rev this thing up? It was, it was exactly what you said. It was the coaching staff, and it was the transfer portal. And I, I don't think enough credit can be uh, piled onto the shoulders of Michael Early, who is the Aggies' assistant coach, hitting coach. Uh, he's a young guy. He's, he's about my age. He's, uh, he's in here. He's, he's a few years out of, of pro ball, but there's pro ball guys who, who, uh, who, who really respect him and, and have come to him in years past uh, when he was out coaching on the, on the West Coast. And, uh, the hitters have really adapted to him. And I'm not saying that other hitting coaches don't do the same kind of routine, but he's a guy that, that he doesn't have a cookie cutter uh, hitting routine. Old school hitting coaches 20, 30 years ago, the way that they knew how to hit was that was the philosophy and everybody in the team was going to follow that philosophy. Uh, early studies these guys film looks at where some of their, their uh, uh, inefficiencies are, and then custom tailors workout routines, whether you're hitting with one hand off a tee or you're hitting – the one I've never heard of before is Dylan Roth. One of his things is he hits off a tee with a fungo bat. Now, I don't really know what that solves. If it'll make my drives on the golf range straighter, I'm going to try it too. But <laughs> that, that's one of the things that, that, that he does. He has these very, uh, very tailored, very specific – routines for each one of the players they go through to try to tweak and fine-tune each one of those things and they are absolutely hitting the cover off the ball I would be shocked if the Aggies were able to hold on to him and he wasn't uh, taken for head coaching jobs if not this year then uh, the next and then they hit the transfer portal really well just about every transfer that they brought in uh, they hit on Jack Moss uh first baseman uh they brought in one of the highly recruited transfers that was out on the market he was he's hitting over 500 uh through the postseason play uh troy clonch got the big game winning hit in game one against louisville catcher uh, uh jim schlossnagel called him the heart and soul of the offense and the defense just the guy who who gets everybody going or, or calms everybody down when it's needed micah dallas uh, a guy who's been probably their best starting pitcher in a that it, it, starting pitching has been the weakness, but he's the best starting pitcher that they've, they've got so far as of late comes in from Texas tech. Uh, I mean, you, you, there transfers everywhere and in and, and every spot, every impact position, there's been a transfer. Um, and, and they just hit the cover off the ball um, made up for some, some real pitching uh, problems, but, but they've been able to, to do it on offense all the way through the season, which is pretty remarkable when you look at, how volatile college baseball and college baseball hitting can be at times. I like it. You know, I, I maybe Baylor can go higher this early. You've sold me. I mean, I've been looking there. We're looking at, I like this guy at Texas. Uh, this what is this? Sean Allen. Uh, what I like doing in coaching searches is really sort of acting like I've known about these people for years. So now after our conversation, I'm going to just sort of act like, uh, Michael Early, is that his name? I'm going to just act like I've kind of known about him forever and that I identified him early. Um, and I liked your story. I was reading his story, and I, you even kind of, kind of got biblical. Our Baylor people will like this. You said, we're talking about Schlossnagel 
talking about how he wanted to get to Omaha next year, and you said, with the Lord and the 12th man as his witness, Schlossnagel works in mysterious ways. I like that. You're getting a little biblical with your... exactly for you. For you. I, knew, I knew you would be my target audience on there. <laughs> An audience, the Mosley audience, you know I'd appreciate that. That is really interesting, the transfer portal. I mean, in some ways in baseball, it could have an even bigger impact than football. You get some high-impact guys, but if you get like a great catcher, you're talking about Clonch. I mean, what a hitter. And then throwing guys out. I mean, what a you know the, the the defense is elite. And by the way, you're going and getting people from elite programs. I mean, Last I looked, you know, Oregon State was just playing the other day. And, and of course, Stanford's just playing. And, and uh, um, what's our guy's name? Polish. Uh, I mean, that. Polish. Polish. Yeah, I mean, this, the, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love the fact that his old teammates were all gathered around watching him and, and excited for him. But I, I, you can really, um, you can, re- and, but and even those programs that they left are still doing fine. So I would say you need a good coach, and you need good talent evaluators, and you got to be looking at that thing. And all and oh by the way, you need to go get some MCC players because they win national championships in Waco, Texas. So uh, I find it um, I find it kind of fascinating to watch. Now, what do you think about some of these matchups? Sooners, I guess, come up first, and then you know the Longhorns. That'll be interesting to see if we get it. Any A and M UT matchups when you kind of start to see now, and it looks like Stanford's going to fill out the uh, get into the College World Series because they've got a lead right now over UConn. What do you uh, what stands out to you as you start to kind of study these brackets a little bit? Well, first off, and, and for for guys like you and me, it's it's, it's a storyline. I mean, first off, you got A and M, Texas, and Oklahoma, which was everyone in these, this part of the country's dream scenario all on the same side of the bracket, the, 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 the future SEC whatever pod um, coming in in a couple of years, that, that, that you're, you're going to get a, a, an early taste of that. And then Notre Dame, who they've, had, they, they've been the bane of A&M's existence for like two years now when you look at them being the last team in uh, on the uh, uh, college football playoff two seasons ago and one of the last teams in in the NCAA tournament this last basketball season taking spots that A&M fans thought the Aggies should have necessarily been in. Uh, Notre Dame was a team coming into a regional play that a lot of people thought probably should have hosted a regional uh, and just didn't. Um, Oklahoma, like you said, is probably the hottest team uh, in that grouping. And A&M, if you want to put an identity on A&M, it's their hitting. And it's, I, I have a, a, a four-way stat uh, uh bracket here pulled up on all of them a&m is third or fourth in, in most of those offensive categories in, in this list now they were behind louisville in most of the offensive categories last week but another really good offensive team and, and a&m managed to win those games in in what is a 2020 pitchers duel like five four six five uh something like that but um yeah i mean I, a&m here, here's the thing that is, is the case in point for a&m if they can get decent pitching then get decent pitching and keep hitting the ball that the way they've been able to hit it they have been able to to beat anybody that has been in their way through conference play through the sec tournament and through postseason uh and so they 
they, they, they've got to get decent starting pitching. Uh, that, that's been the absolute bane of their existence. They have, they have not had a pitcher get over five innings since the, uh, the, since the, 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 the NFL draft weekend when they were in Vanderbilt. That was the last time a pitcher went over, starting pitcher went over five innings. Their bullpen saved them a little bit. Their hitting has saved them a little bit. Um, so that's when it looks like for A&M, Texas can hit the ball. Um, Oklahoma can hit the ball. So, man, it's going to be really cool to see not only um, all of these good offensive teams together, but, but what they well now, the now known, the Charles Schwab, the, the, the Chuck or the, the Schwab, I don't know what they're calling it up there, the, the stadium up in Omaha, absolute <laughs> graveyard, hard to hit a home run. Uh, what these offensive teams can do there, and if it helps these pitchers out a little bit uh, moving forward. So it, it's an exciting, it's going to be an exciting College World Series because of how exciting the, the the season has been with how much offense. I mean, go back to the regionals. You have Oklahoma State beating uh, whoever it was, like twenty nine, uh, Missouri State twenty nine to sixteen. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, those those numbers are uh, staggering, and um, I. I love some of these storylines, and, and by the way, the story I was just referencing that you were writing has, uh, that was the number two story on the site at one point the other day, only behind some story about like Pringles chips or something, the role that the role that Ch- Pringles chips had in this A&M run, and then also this Texas A&M biology professors getting a lot of run, uh, and you know what's funny is... You never know, like, what's going to make a story. I mean, we try to predict that because we're in that business. I saw that dude back there being weird, and I just, and I was kind of getting a kick out of it. I, I thought, that's just some old guy back there having a good time. And he was making some kind of weird hand gestures, um, nothing rude or obscene. He was just, and, and I got a kick out of it. I said, he's trying to screw with the pitcher. He was back there doing something goofy. And lo and behold, this is the biology professor from Texas A&M. And I love this quote. Uh, You had retweeted something here, and I know you've probably talked to this guy now. My son said, he said of, of, of everybody talking about this guy, my son said I was IG famous, and I didn't know what that meant. I thought it meant immunoglobulin class G, but it turns out that means Instagram. I mean, the, the man the has bought. <laughs> the best part about this whole story was just getting to hear you try to say immunoglobulin or whatever it was. That that was what the story right there. That's right. They should not let people from Kaufman County say things like that. Immunoglobulin, something, <laughs> something along those lines. But I thought that was, I like the biology professor keeping it real with, with some the kind of biology part. joke. Um, as he was sitting back there, that was the best part about all that is him doing his little holding a bourbon glass voodoo hex, whatever he called it by the second game because of the Instagram thing. And because he was back there doing it again and they showed it on the jumbotron, the entire like student section was doing it at the same time. So there was like (laughs) 200 people up in the upper deck all doing this weird, goofy (laughs) thing that it was great. It was fantastic. Now, see, I'm trying to look closer at the picture. Are you telling me he had some bourbon in his hand here? I do see something right. brown. Simulating, simulating holding like a nice little, uh, you know, rounded whiskey glass of, of bourbon <laughs> while doing some kind of uh, finger wiggles over the top of it, you know, as you do at baseball games. You and I, we're, we're way too religious to, to know what to do. <laughs> 
with a bourbon glass or something like that. And uh, but I like that, and it's going to be a fun World Series. And I'm just hoping my Bears can get back involved at some point because this is a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, it's just funny to to take a college sport like this far into the summer. And I because I was thinking about trying to come to the World Series. And we've got a vacation coming up, and I started doing the math, and I'm kind of like what you said. I'm like, if this thing goes as far as it could go, this could go into my vacation. So uh, I uh, – Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting – I always feel like it, it goes further. I mean, did it always go this far into the summer, the College World Series? Yeah, it's always gone well All right. into the into July, and yeah. Right. But I, I tell you, whether you're a Baylor fan, whether you're a Washington fan, whoever, you got to go to the College World Series. It, I've covered a lot of stuff, and it's the, by far the best sporting event out there. It's the State Fair of Baseball. You got to go. The State Fair of Baseball. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Omaha. I hope they have made a lot of fried food, perhaps, and and uh, in that kind of atmosphere. Well, I will. Uh, I will take that into consideration, um, but uh, but anyway, well, uh, Travis, good to visit with you. I hope uh, good luck packing, and then have a great trip out there. I hope the uh, Aggies stick around for a little bit so you can get some hotel points, okay? Hey, that's, that's the name of the game. <laughs> that's right, and if, if Travis is like me, it'll be Marriott points, and you just get those things. Sure. and and you and you don't pay any attention and then one day you look up and you got 2 or 300,000 of those and you go take a fun trip somewhere and that's how I kind of like to do it i never like to know how many i have until it's getting close to time to go use some of them hey travis appreciate it anytime there he goes travis brown uh from the eagle brian college station that's the newspaper travis does a great job covering Texas A&M sports and uh, came up oh when I was on Dallas radio he was over uh, writing for ESPN Dallas went over to the Star Telegram and then made his way to the to cover the Aggies so a uh, great guy and uh, known him for a long time okay